Stone had his last show. He had an extended interview with Bill Hader that was pretty funny. Bill Hader's my main crush, so I just like to bring him up. I'll check it out. Does it make you feel old? Well, I mean, he had his last show before TBS, so he's had multiple last shows. And he'll have another one. When he goes on HBO Max, he'll have another (laughs) one. He started broadcasting his late night before I was born. I've been watching him for a long time. I love Conan O'Brien. He's definitely one of, if not my favorite, late night host. Yep. Although I am fond of Jimmy Fallon, and a lot of people aren't, but I like him a lot. People say he's disingenuous. Yeah, the forced laughter wears on me a little bit. Yeah. The kind of the exaggerated, like, <laughs> like, like desk slamming, knee slapping. <laughs> I don't think it's actual, Wheeze. actual forced laughter, though. I think it's genuine. Maybe. I've watched a few uh, video breakdowns by analysts who analyze people and their emotions and stuff and they think that he's being genuine studies show that jimmy fallon has a heart yeah and that he's not being annoying or disingenuous that that's just who he is and anyone that says that he's annoying is just a bastard (laughs) a rat bastard i'm waiting for the philonisons where jimmy fallon makes his dramatic comeback as an actor like doing the McConaughey thing where he reinvents himself as a can you define philonisons for people who don't know it would be a it would be a renaissance for Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I see. Like the McConaughey's. Gotcha. Some people get to reinvent themselves later in life and find success and fulfillment. Like Britney Spears, because you know all the stuff that's going down with her right now. I don't. You don't? I, I just briefly saw a little bit of coverage on it, but I don't care. In fact, I couldn't care less, I think. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> I, I mean, it'd be fun to hear you tell me, but I'm not going to pursue it off the I, podcast. I actually could care less as well. Oh, well, that makes two of but us. But Allie is really into it. Really, really? But she has talked about it many times to me, like I should care and I still don't. So I hope the best for her. I know she's had a really... I also hope the best for her. Screwed up life. No ill will between me and Britney. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> I just, I'm interested in the outcome. When they rule Britney is free under the confines of her father, I'm like, okay, cool. That's awesome. I'm so happy for her. But other than that, I don't really, I don't care, you know? Yeah. It's like Olivia Rodrigo and the dude that left her for Sabrina Carpenter. I got an earful of that from my sister. sister yeah. <laughs> it's like, who cares? I don't care about any of it. <laughs> What are we talking about today? Well, Stephen, we thought, I thought, and you then thought as well, that it would be fun to do a little bit of a recap for last week's the E3 shindig that went down. Conference. Week and a half ago. E3, for people who don't know, is the Electronic Entertainment Expo. It's a yearly conference, except for last year because of the pandemic, where a bunch of publishers, developers, and other assorted tech and media companies get together to show you what's cooking what they got on the burner in the next few years or in some cases to you know re-release skyrim for the 10th time (laughs) for a new platform it's hd remaster uh, vr now so we know you guys like skyrim so here's another version of skyrim if it ain't broke don't (laughs) ever make another game (laughs) yeah i can't you know i respect the hustle anyway there was a conference recently and we thought it'd be fun to do a little coverage because we're a little bit of a of gamers ourselves. We're interested parties. Steven is huge into Nintendo and Yeah, and you're into everything else. I guess I so. guess so, yeah. It works out. <laughs> I like to keep my finger on the pulse of the industry even though I don't play as much as I used to. I do like other games besides Nintendo. I own a PlayStation. I've owned every iteration of PlayStation actually. Nice. Humble brag. Same with every iteration of Nintendo and then handheld Nintendo devices. Every one? Oh well except the only thing I have never owned is a Wii U, and that's because 
I have a personal opinion about the Wii U that it wasn't an actual console release for Nintendo. I think it was a money grab. Finally, a level-headed take from Stephen. <laughs> you agree with me? I think most people do. I think okay. the Wii U had a pretty poor response. Maybe I, I'm completely off base. It did. I even have talked to people about it, and they're like, yeah, I went back and watched old advertisements and commercials for it, and they never explicitly said it was like a new console. They tried to make it seem like it was an update for the Wii, which was really weird, the way that they marketed it. Anyway, yeah, I, I, apart from that, I've owned everything. Real quick, are you telling me that you've had every version of the Game Boy? Did you have a Game Boy Mini? Do you remember oh, that? well, okay. If we're getting into like the, the details. Yeah, yeah. I do remember Game Boy Mini and I didn't buy it, but I did own, I still own the original Game Boy. And then I have two Game Boy Colors and then Advance and then the SP or the SP and then all the other iterations, DS and then DS XL and all that stuff. I loved my SP. The first uh, handheld Game Boy that had the backlight. And you could play that shit at night under your covers when you <laughs> Dude, I still have the adapter for the original Game Boy that is it's like a you put it on top oh, and yeah. it hangs over. That big old mouth. Yeah, and then amplifies <laughs> it and then shoots a light from like about four inches in front of the screen to make it a lot of love went into making it so kids could play games in the dark. <laughs> in fact, technology hasn't ever really been the same. Yeah, it's true. Um maybe we could make the screen brighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably where my eyesight began degrading, was yeah. trying to play my Game Boy Advance in the dark. For real. Anyway, yeah, E3 is a huge deal every year, and last year it was canceled because of the pandemic and people... First year, I think, it was ever not happening since the beginning of time. Yeah, people were really bummed because for video game junkies, people live and die by video games, and it's like their air, you know, their breath. So when you take that away... It was very upsetting, although I do think that there was some sort of semblance of trying to make like an E3 online, but it didn't really work out and nobody cared and there was really nothing to show because most companies were like, yeah, we'll just take a break and keep working and come back strong next year. And for the most part, they did. Yeah, it was overall pretty good. E3 has become basically the premier conference in, in video game industry. And despite the stigma of the out-of-touch studio heads, which is more and more the case every year. This was actually a pretty decent year, I think. Um, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed Microsoft's showing, and Nintendo had some cool stuff. And there was some other stuff scattered throughout the conferences that was interesting enough that we thought we'd talk about it for a few minutes on a podcast, and maybe someone will click on it, maybe not. That's fine. It'll get lost in the aether. And for me, I get excited because it's another red episode. Yeah, we only have... We don't get to use the red color very often. A few of those. <laughs> anyway, so we'll do a very brief recap, and maybe someone who's listening will be like, oh, shoot, for real? There's a... There's a game coming there's out. There's a video <laughs> game coming out that I might be down to play. <laughs> so... Let's recap the weekend. Saturday was the official opening of E3, but the conference has technically started, I guess, on Friday. That's when Jeff Keighley got up on stage and gave us a few bombshell announcements, and that's sort of where people will probably think of the conference in their head as beginning. Mostly because we opened with an official trailer, like a gameplay trailer for Elden Ring, which is the new From Software game, the Dark Souls devs. And so people have been chomping at the bit. To That's get... not Skyrim, is it? No. Okay. That's Bethesda. The game's called Elder Scrolls. Did I say Elder Scrolls? No, you said Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah. Dark Souls. Elden Ring sounds very similar in my mind to Elder Scrolls. Also because Dark Souls. Elden Souls, Dark so which, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> which which one? <laughs> which one is this one? 
I'm talking about the new From Software Dark Souls game. It's not a Dark Souls game, but they call it Souls-like because all the games that From yeah. Software makes are like this with right. various settings. This one's called Elden Ring, and instead of the usual aesthetic that they have, this one is inspired by Norse mythology, I think, and so they're pulling a lot from there, and stuff like Valkyries and whatnot. It looks really cool, and they've, they've done other games that aren't technically in the Dark Souls universe before. They had Bloodborne, which was a mass smash hit, and that was the Victorian era, kind of Lovecraftian-inspired setting where blood is a mystical, transformative thing. I don't know how to describe it. And now they've got this new world to flesh out, and everybody's really excited because the From Software games are always a high level of quality and extremely fun. If you're into that, bash your skull against the wall difficulty style of game anyway i think it's sick yeah bloodborne is one of my favorite games also on that friday we got the announcement for jurassic world evolution 2 which is the sequel to the jurassic world evolution the park building wait what simulator how did i miss that we stopped recording i accidentally <laughs> stopped recording because i was <laughs> i was that excited that i tried to go to the browser to google it how did i miss that was there a trailer for it yeah, it's just a park. It's like uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, I know, I have. I played the first one, like, oh, like so you, religiously. So you know. Well, there you go. The sequel's announced with a trailer. That was a fun announcement because they had Jeff Goldblum talk to Jeff Keighley, and Jeff Goldblum, part of his bit was he couldn't pronounce Jeff Keighley's name correctly, and it was funny. Jeff Goldblum's always a national treasure. Just like Nicolas Cage. Two of a kind, yeah, those ones. Uh, we got a new trailer for Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy, which is a little cringe. <laughs> from me because they they're using like twitch yeah. streamers in there i'm like all right guys okay yeah i think ninja was in there whoa yeah it's whatever uh hideo kojima announced his director's cut of death stranding <laughs> which had a lot of eye rolls because that's a pretty iconic game at this point for better or worse but it's just funny when you are re-releasing a game like that anyway uh and more call of duty stuff that somebody might care about and that was friday saturday Officially kicks off E3. We have Gearbox's conference, the Borderlands developers. And they're, they showed some stuff, I think, from their Borderlands movie, which is coming out with Kate Blanchett and a lot of people. I think Jack Black is doing Claptrap, which will be fun. He's the little robot that yeah. flies around on the ground on one wheel. Kevin Hart's in there. I didn't know that. Uh, there was also the Ubisoft conference, where we got the first trailer for an Avatar game. Not the Airbender, but... Um, James Cameron's Avatar, who is still developing a trilogy of films, I think. Uh, no, four more films. Four more. That a are quadrilogy. supposed to come out every two Decembers starting next December 22. I'll believe it when I see it. So 22, 24, 26, 28, the next four sequels. Anyway, Ubisoft's making a game about it. Uh, it's called Frontiers of Pandora. If you like blue aliens, go check it out. Is Ubisoft uh, what happens when you forget to take your Viagra? I always thought it was Ubisoft. <laughs> That's what I said, right? <laughs> You're saying Ubisoft. You do be soft. <laughs> um, Far Cry 6 is happening <laughs> with Giancarlo Esposito as the villain. Oh, I saw that. In his classic Gus Fring slash... Uh, Donkey was making fun of it for not getting political. Yeah. Well, you know, the neoliberal fascist elite, so... Yeah, anyway, Grandma Gideon doing his thing once again. <laughs> Grandma Gideon. There's a new Mario Rabbids game, which makes me a little bit 
nauseous thinking about, but it's happening. We have more Assassin's Creed DLC for Valhalla, which I didn't play, but I watched some of, and it actually looked pretty good, I want to say, because Assassin's Creed hasn't had a strong showing in a while, I think. More Rainbow Six stuff. Fast forwarding to Sunday, which was a big day, not just for Microsoft, but that was the the flagship conference, I think. Uh, Specifically, Xbox and Bethesda. A lot of stuff here, probably chiefly going to be the Starfield announcement, the first official Starfield trailer, where you get a better idea of the game rather than just like a a concept teaser. Some people have called it Han Solo Simulator. Yeah. Which sounds really cool. Yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be good. Bethesda can be hit or miss, but also the fact that it's an Xbox exclusive is a drag, but I think it'll be able to be played on PC. Also, more Halo announcements, because that game, Halo Infinite, is coming out this holiday season, I believe, and Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play yeah i saw that which is awesome how do you feel about halo infinite i know that they've lost the the game devs a couple times already what's going on behind the scenes there (laughs) i have no idea i uh i haven't really been excited for halo since bungie stopped making it Hmm. Uh, i should open this with saying halo is one of the most precious ips to me and my history in gaming it was the most significant chunk of my childhood when everyone else was enjoying you know pokemon yeah or women <laughs> uh i was playing halo <laughs> i was playing the uh, halo trilogy by myself in dark rooms uh over and over and over because i loved it so much halo 4 was okay that was 343's first time making a halo game i think halo 5 was a kind of uh, unmitigated disaster <laughs> in many ways and this is the next one so i'm cautiously optimistic because we've seen some cool stuff who's the developer when bungie stopped making halo in 2010 Microsoft created a section of themselves called 343 Industries to be dedicated to making more Halo games because Microsoft owned the IP. That was their almost their biggest IP at the time when Xbox yeah. launched. Yeah, Xbox has always been, well, they've had some other strong properties, but Xbox launched in 2001, I think, with Halo as the flagship game. And for a decade, Halo remained you know, the Xbox, the yeah. premier exclusive title. Yeah, it's all anyone ever played. Anytime I would go over to a friend's house and they had an Xbox, they'd be playing Halo on it. Yeah, and now we're in the twilight years of the franchise, but this could be the reinvigoration of Halo that people are looking for. I don't know. The story, who knows what will happen there. But the multiplayer looks cool. It looks like a throwback to Halo 3 and Halo Reach, which were some great multiplayer Anyway, that was big. We got to see that stuff. As far as Microsoft is concerned, more Sea of Thieves happening, this time with Johnny Depp inside of the video game. (laughs) They're using his likeness and his voice. Uh, His entire character of Jack Sparrow is... They got his voiceover? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow in the game. So they're really putting the money in on this. And Sea of Thieves, which started as kind of a joke game, has been apparently over the years has been a pretty successful title for Microsoft. Sure. Yeah. I think it's fun with people. Yeah. Probably not by yourself. It also doesn't have a lot of in-game progression. Like It's a very casual experience. Yeah. Also, something that looked really cool was a new Stalker game. Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Chernobyl? (laughs) Chernobyl. (laughs) Chernobyl. You be soft. (laughs) You do be soft. (laughs) You do be soft. Stalker is really cool for me because I'm a massive fan of the Tarkovsky film Stalker, based off the Russian novel roadside picnic and stalker is a game is loosely drawn from that film in terms of like they call it the zone it's that sort of fallout area where you can't go in there and 
Right, right, right. The games lean way harder into the science fiction rather than the philosophical implications. You know, there's like, you, you shoot monsters, rather. So that looks cool, though. There's more Forza, uh, new Doom Eternal coming to Game Pass, Fallout 76 roadmap stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> and then we get uh, a Battlefield 2042 trailer, which looks crazy. I don't know how much you know about Battlefield, Steven. I'm sure you... Let's say that I know nothing. Yeah. It's not like a Battle Royale thing. So I think they made a smart call in developing this game. They weren't going to just go for like the what's hot right now. They're going to stick to their guns and double down on what Battlefield has always been about, which is a massive like... Battlefield. 50v50 kind of evolving world battle that is long and it's it's about really immersing yourself, hopefully with other people, in this style of game. And this one looks to be like their best yet, I want to say. Cautiously optimistic once again. Sure. There's not even going to be a single player campaign. It's everything dedicated into the team, into the multiplayer uh, big team battle. Moving forward, you'll probably get a kick out of the Square Enix conference because there was a lot of Marvel stuff. <sighs> they showed off their Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Yeah. Didn't look super interesting to me. If it's anything like their Marvel Avengers game, which came out a few years ago, it's going to be a bit of a fart in the wind. Wait, you mean last year? Was it last Cause year? Because it was delayed forever. Yeah. And then it came out a year ago, and it's, yeah, it's not been amazing. Speaking of Marvel's Avengers by Square Enix, they have a Black Panther DLC coming out. If you're playing that game, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Don't, don't let me ridicule you for the games you love. Just I would check that game out just to try to breeze through it on easy mode. It looked like a fun one-off, you know, but pe- it, the way well, they, they were in development for so long and there was so much hype behind it. That's all that happened just because it had the name Avengers and then, and then people were like, oh, okay, this is it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It didn't do so hot. Yeah. Uh, apparently it lost a bunch of money. And then uh, there was a lot of Life is Strange remastered collection or new game information. Uh, that's a pretty beloved franchise for a lot of people. Yeah. It's like uh, an interactive movie. Where you can, you, the choices you make kind of affect the story. Uh, Warner Brothers had a short conference where they were showing off for the whole 20 minutes that it was their new. Snyder Cut? No. <laughs> nothing to do with film. They were showing their new game, Back for Blood, which is the spiritual successor to Left for Dead, made by the original developers. So wow. that could potentially be really cool. It looked literally just like Left for Dead. Different characters, but same style of game. So could be cool. Sure. We had. Dying Light 2 trailer, which is the zombie parkour game. Zombie parkour? Yeah, there's a zombie outbreak, but uh, what makes it different is as the player, you can do parkour. Scale walls and shit. (laughs) It's parkour. I heard it was good, the first one. Some other stuff. There's a Sonic Colors Ultimate. I don't know what that is. I just saw that on my notes. It sounds like a new Sonic game. It might be. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't reveal GTA 6, but there were whispers. Rumors. Whispers. Yeah, the tech conference wasn't interesting to me. And television is like trying to do a console or something for like a family console. Uh, Capcom on Monday. Capcom showed us they're already working on DLC for Resident Evil Village, which just came out. I think everyone enjoyed. More Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin for the Switch. You might be into that. Uh, no. <laughs> Bandai Namco. More of the Dark Pictures anthology was announced, which is that horror series of games that's like interactive movies again, but it's photorealistic. I don't know if you remember the first one that sort of launched that style of game, which had Hayden Panettiere. Panettiere. Save the cheerleader, save the world. Heroes, never forget. And how the writer's strike killed my dreams. 
and then I guess Nintendo was the big uh, save the best for last kind of climactic finale of E3. My favorite part was the new Metroid game that was announced, Dread. I'm very excited about that. Looks really good. It's the first 2D Metroid in a while. I remember playing Metroid as like a four-year-old 2D side-scrolling because that's how Metroid was first brought into the Nintendo universe. Yeah. And this is the first time that we have seen anything like it because I think the next time we see Metroid... I mean, maybe there was a couple Super Nintendo iterations, but is in either GameCube or N64 when it was more like a first-person shooter, and they changed into that style for a while for the next couple consoles. So this is the first time Metroid's going back to being like a side-scrolling 2D game. I'm very excited about it, and so are a lot of people. Yeah, it looks great. Has similar feeling and tone as the original NES game. Mm-hmm. Even music, which is cool. There was a new Smash character... Yeah. announced would you like to talk about that to you no i love super smash brothers it's one of the games i'm most competitive in definitely one of my favorite games of all time i just really didn't think we needed a tekken character there's a lot of other characters that fans have been screaming for for years and the main person who's in charge of this game sakurai he just seems to really not care about the fans at all or or want to listen to them and so you know he does like what he thinks is best yeah and they licensed a tekken character named uh kazuya there you go he's like one of the original tekken characters yeah and so he's now gonna be in the game Apparently his mechanics are going to be kind of cool, though, because Sakurai did this for Terry. He put in the combos of that character from the original game into the Smash game, so you can do the combos That's cool. like you could of in the old like Super Nintendo game, but you are doing them on whatever controller you're using for the Switch, and Terry will do the moves, and so people are kind of projecting that this Tekken character, you'll be able to do the combos like you would with Terry or something in whole do the moves that he's supposed to do like he would have in Tekken which is kind of cool Tekken's a fighting game FYI (laughs) I used to play it on PlayStation but yeah new Smash character like you said there's the Mario Rabbids game that was announced before because it's a different developer there's a new WarioWare game yeah a new Wario game people are excited people like Wario with multiplayer yeah Uh, there's more Mario Golf content for people who are into that sure and then, worms is coming to switch and then another mario party game is coming out yeah people love mario party i don't really like mario party all that much what about the new zelda re-release of skyward sword oh. is coming out this summer really soon jesus and it's in hd because the original one was finished in 720 for the wii I loved that game. And this this is supposed to be in the timeline of all the Zelda games because they've linked them together in the story. It's the origin story for all other Zelda games. So you get kind of get to see how everything came to be in Skyward Sword. So that's fun. But the other big part of this conference and this announcement was Breath of the Wild 2, which people were expecting and anticipating for a long time because they announced it, I think, over two years ago now. And they showed a little trailer. And this actually showed some gameplay, which was nice. And we got a little insight into what it looks like. I think there's like 40 seconds of gameplay or something. Not that much. Where it showed a new style version of Link using certain powers that we don't really understand yet. And he's going in between both Hyrule on the ground and then also in the sky. So it looked a little bit of like a meld of 
what they did with Skyward Sword and then Breath of the Wild, which looks really nice. People are excited for it because Breath of the Wild is considered to be one of the best Zelda games ever made, and uh, if not one of the best games ever made, um, people might compare it to Skyrim. I do. But yeah, people are expecting great things, especially because they're taking their time again, just like they did with Breath of the Wild to release it, which is always a good thing. Anyway, that was basically Nintendo, which was the last day. It was Tuesday. Yeah. The last thing I would want to throw out there is there was some really cool independent gaming news that came out. Indie. Um, It was kind of scattered. They had a couple little compilations dedicated to indie games inside of the conferences, but it was kind of scattered throughout. Uh, A couple that I wanted to mention really quick because they looked really cool to me. Mm -hmm. One was called Silt. It is a two-dimensional monochromatic side-scrolling adventure game that takes place in like a Lovecraftian style world where you're underwater and there's just monsters and crazy stuff gave me vibes of like classic games in that style like limbo or inside Mm. and i'm i'm on that kind of dark fantasy binge right now because little nightmares 2 just came out uh earlier this year Mm -hmm. which i talked to steven about and i i adore that kind of fantastical dark twisted fairy tale angle so any game that does that for its setting just off the bat has my interest and it looked it looked pretty interesting from a gameplay mechanic standpoint as well. It looks like it'll be a puzzle game focus. And there was a game called Harold Halibut, which seemed a little weird at first, but it's a claymation game, very Charlie Kaufman-esque, that looks like it could be like a kind of a mystery. Also, it's a dystopian world where you're underwater on like an alien planet or something and you have to go around as a character exploring the place you're in and the lives of others. And it looks like it'll be a really fresh and exciting game. Yeah. You don't see a lot of claymation video games. So it looks like a lot of love went into that project. So I'm sure a lot like maybe like Cuphead, like yeah, a different style of animation. But yeah. But in terms of the quality of yeah. the uh, craftsmanship, yeah, it looks like it'll be really interesting. I don't even know who the devs were. Is it RPG or is it, it looks like Well, it looks like it'll be one of those games where it's kind of an RPG in the sense that like you're playing the role of the main character and your decisions have weighed on the story because you're investigating, you're talking to like characters that inhabit this world space that you're in. Sounds fascinating. And the setting looks cool. Like the fact that once again, you're underwater. I love underwater stuff. Give it to me. You know, the sea is a limitless place for possibilities, just like space. Uh, so yeah, those are just two that stuck out to me. There's that game that I thought already came out with James McAvoy and uh, Daisy Ridley. What? That sounds cool. Yeah, it's a game where they have those two big voice actors that are kind of getting the attention for it. But it's a top-down, you're looking into someone's house, and it's the story of these two characters' lives inside of 12 minutes, and then it loops. And there's like a tragedy that happens, and you have to try to figure out what's happening. That sounds rad. Yeah, it looks really cool. I can't remember what it's called. Just Google James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley game, and you'll figure it out. That sounds super cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool creative stuff for indie games. Those are just three, but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't really get the recognition it deserves because of of the... They hardly ever do. Yeah. So that's uh, that's E3 2021. We just thought it'd be fun to talk about it. Yeah. You know, get another... The hype is strong. So many cool things coming out. Yeah. Because just like movies, a lot of games, the industry was kind of screwed because of the pandemic. Yeah. Movies and TV. Things were delayed. Games are just like a whole nother level of that, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Which is so fun. Anything media that it takes all that collaborative effort was just kind of sidelined <laughs> because of coronavirus. Because the process is pretty much the same, you know, 
making a movie in post-production, like in a video game industry, you know, you have so many people working on so many aspects and they couldn't do that during the pandemic. And a lot of studios I remember were putting out these videos like, yeah, we're finding new ways to work and connect to each other from home. And it was always like, <laughs> good luck, because we, we know, you know, just as well as anyone, how much of a struggle that is. It can be cool for the individual to have that freedom, but it's also, in terms of that collaborative effort, it can introduce a lot of challenges. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to get stuff like approval for this thing, and you have to wait for that email to there was a documentary that i was watching when we were researching the hades episode and i was watching the hades team try to finish hades when the pandemic happened and they had to send all their crew home yeah so they talked about that a lot they were like on zoom all the time you know just crazy stuff but now that we're back it's like the next six months to 12 months for games are going to be just like movies a lot of cool stuff coming out so yeah Awesome. That was that. Fantastic. Yeah, it was. Here's a trailer from one of the games coming out. The Tarnished will soon return. Guided by grace once lost. The Golden Order is broken to its core. Foul tarnished. In search of the Elden Ring. Emboldened by the flame of ambition. Someone must extinguish thy flame. They will fight. And they will die. Lord, I command thee. 